0: You are Locked On Rangers. Your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Texas Rangers. I'm your host, Bryce Patrick, here today. With a very fun episode that I recorded last night um, before the Cole Wins start, talking about minor leagues stuff that our boy Grant Schiller has seen. I was with Grant in person, seeing him for the first time in in two weeks, two years. Excuse me, not two weeks, two years. Um, for the first time in person um, at a real baseball game, which was just a lot of fun. Great to see Cole Win. Um, he was fantastic. Talked about him. On uh, the last episode, so if you want to hear about that, go check it out there. Um, it's towards the end of the episode. If you want to hear about the weird extra innings game, then listen to the rest of the episode. You should listen to the whole episode anyway. Also, sorry about the audio quality. It's not not the best, but it's not the worst. Um, we did made do with uh, what we had, and what we had was an okay microphone, which is better than the laptop microphone, so it's a little better than the worst version of what it could be. So um, it's a little loud. Try and do my best in editing to make sure it's not screaming at you. But without further ado, here is my talk with Grant about the minor leagues, what he's seen so far this year. And here we are with Grant Schiller. I don't know how good this audio quality is as I'm recording it, but it is here. We are masked up and in Frisco. I have an old school microphone that I got forever ago plugged into my laptop, and we're doing this lo-fi at what, is, it, is it still Dr. Pepper Ballpark? No, I don't. I don't even, what is it just Ballpark? I think
1: it's just Riders Ballpark.
0: Alright, we're here at Riders Ballpark in Frisco. My first Miley game of the season. With Grant Schiller, the OG Schill. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great. It's nice to actually see you in person for the first time in two years almost.
0: Yeah, it's been a hot minute. I think this is my first ever, well not ever, but first live baseball game post-pandemic. And, you know, we're here to see Cole win. Don't know how he's going to do as of yet. I will probably talk about it later tonight as I do all the editing and fun stuff associated with this. But you know, Grant's been here for a couple more games than I have, and he has seen a lot of stuff. Um, I'm just excited to just you know be at a baseball game. Number one and number two, see Cole win, who I've been really dying to see basically since the Rangers drafted him. Um, Grant, what have you seen? How many games you've been to so far, and what has been the main takeaways you've gotten?
1: Uh, I've been to three games over two days with the doubleheader yesterday. Um, and I mean, I guess the main takeaway is that the, the bats that you're looking to see out here have looked as good or better than you'd expect. And the arms so far have looked worse than you'd expect. Um, well,
0: that's not super encouraging because that was kind of the opposite of what I was expecting. Um, I mean, Bubba Thompson has been doing very, very well, a guy who we talked about. You issued your public apology, and I appreciate that. I know Bubba appreciates that. Long time, first time caller, whatever. We're waiting for first time he, caller. We've got the long time listener part.
1: He's been giving me waves before I ever get back. Um, <laughs> he did a little, like, salutation and bow to, to thank me for my apology. Um, so I think we moved past, and we're, we're on good terms right now.
0: That's well, good to know. That's good to know. I mean, because these starting pitchers, like, they're – I felt like most every guy on here was, like – at least a guy to keep an eye on. Him. If not, like, total dude, then, like, definitely, like, on the fringes of, of dude-dom. Was that, was that your evaluation as well? Yeah.
1: I mean, it was a very interesting rotation coming in. There wasn't a single guy other than Tim Brennan who you look at and not want to come see. Um, so, I mean, the arms I've seen so far, you had A.J. Alexi, who, now granted, he was injured for much of 2019, so he, he didn't throw much then. And he didn't throw it all, obviously, in games in 2020. So he's going to be behind. Um, but I mean, he was 91 to 94, which is less than you'd expect. The spin rates were about league average. The curveball was good, but not quite the hammer um, that was advertised. So I mean, he's just and the command was the problem like it's always been. Um, it's going to be something you have to be really patient with. The stuff that he showed on Sunday was not really big league stuff. Um, so you just got to hope with time that it comes back. Tyler Phillips also had very fringy stuff. The slider was much better than it was before. He missed a lot of bats with the slider. The curveball was better than it was before, but the changeup wasn't as good, and the fastball was 91-92, and he's just not going to able to get away with any mistakes on that. So the command of that pitch is going to be really, really good for him to make it, mm-hmm. otherwise he's nothing more than an up-down guy.
0: Was he- commanding it very well because I know that was a thing that like he prided himself on like that was kind of his profile as like a guy who could command it very well even right. though stuff wasn't exceptional
1: yeah so he's always come up and he's been a control guy and he's not walked many people but he's left too many fastballs on the middle and those didn't get hit until he got the Frisco in 2019 and they got hit really hard so last night it was a little bit better on the fastball command but there was still three four five of them that were 91 miles an hour right down the middle um, not what you're looking for. You're just not going to get away with that very often at the big league level. Um, so th- what, what I put down is that in order to make it in the big leagues and have a chance of sticking, he has to be breaking ball first. I mean, the slider has to be his highest percentage pitch, and the curveball price to be right up there with the fastball. And he has to completely cut out fastball mistake pitches. I mean, if he has to do what Jared Weaver did towards the end of his career and throw the fastball almost primarily for balls just to show it, that's better than than leaving a few down the middle every every outing
0: yeah you're not going to hit too many 91 mile an hour fastballs deep if they're like six inches out the strike zone yeah Yeah. but i i thought his changeup was his best pitch i thought that was the primary off speed or secondary pitch for him does that kind of change a little bit
1: yeah when he when i first saw him in spring training as a young guy in 2017 or something like that uh the changeup was the primary off speed now over 2020 shortened the arm path um, to try and get more explosive with his fastball and his off-speed stuff and it seemed like he lost a little bit of the feel for the changeup, it's still not a bad pitch by any means. He, he flashed a couple of them last night that were as good as what he had done before but the majority of them were just, they didn't have the same movement, they didn't have the same,
0: you could just tell he wasn't as comfortable throwing it. Mm-hmm. So is it just a straight change, just straight down or, or circle change or what does <coughs> it kind of look like?
1: It's got a little bit of fade to it. Um, it's, it's definitely more down than sideways but it's got a little fade.
0: That's good. I feel like that's what you're going for with most pitches. When I was first learning about the art of evaluating tail, I'm like, why wouldn't you want to go side to side? And they're like, the baseball bat is side to side. So if you go down, you miss the baseball bat. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. But here's why. Who else besides Bubba Thompson? I mean, what have you seen from Bubba? I mean, I know he's always been a guy who hit fastball. I mean, we always knew that he was strong and he could run very fast. Um, But what have you seen from him?
1: He, so... I mean, first and foremost, we just need to give that guy a lot of time. Like he's still striking out a ton. His pitch recognition is so far away right now. Um, I mean, you'll see, you'll see him swing through a ton of breaking balls inside the zone, outside the zone, just because he's not picking up the spin. But I mean, he's just a crazy athlete. I mean, he's a probably a double plus runner. I haven't gotten time on him, but he's gotta be at least a double plus runner. He's a, he closes on balls really well in the gaps in the outfield. He's got a lot of power in the bat to all fields. I mean, he's just a really 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 good athlete and he's shown baseball intelligence so he like he has a propensity to make in-game adjustments which is the first thing you're looking for yeah. um, there's an at that last night where you kind of saw the bad and the good of just where he's at right now and where his mind is at mm-hmm. so he came up with the bases loaded and two outs against a, a junk advanced junk baller um, doing a lot of off-speed stuff he falls behind one two and he recognizes that he's not gonna face a fastball there. Like he's totally sitting curveball. And so he has the right approach. He wasn't very comfortable hitting it. I mean, he he the first pitch in that spot he fouled off just barely. And the second pitch he chopped for an infield single. Um, so just getting the bat to the ball on that is an improvement. Recognizing how he's gonna be attacked is an improvement. Now it's just a matter of getting his eyes to catch up to his brain.
0: Yeah. Well that's a good thing to see for him. I mean, how is the uh the defense, like, how, how are his reads in the outfield? Oh, are they, I mean, they're, they're pretty good. Well, that's good yeah. to see. You know, because sometimes you can have guys that are fast and strong, whatever, but, I mean, if they don't make good reads in the outfield, like, and that doesn't matter. I mean, that was, like, Delano early on. But Delano did work through that, and so I, I think that's a very fixable thing. But that's good to see that he's got the advanced defense because, you know, that will carry you. That will carry your profile. Yeah. I mean, I think he's got the
1: arm to handle right. He's got the speed and the instinct to handle center. He can, he can play any of the three spots. That's good to see.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get out on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your phone. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in on the action as teams prepare for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Who else, bat wise, has, has been impressed? I know uh, Sheridan Apostle is, is missing a little bit of time.
1: Yeah, uh, I haven't gotten to see much of Apostle because he, I came on Sunday, that's the game he got into. So I saw a couple of bats. His pitch, his, his pitch recognition, that was a ways to go too. Um, so even though he debuted last year, he's still gonna he's still a good ways away mm-hmm. from being big league ready. Davis Wenzel has probably been the best of the bats. He's got such an advanced approach, um, and just a really clean swing, clean mindset. I think that guy's gonna be a, a regular as a kind of a utility regular, if that makes sense. Kind of one of those guys who bounces like around. Ben Zobrist, e. Yeah, I mean he's not gonna not, be eight yeah. win Ben Zobrist. but... <laughs> <laughs> But yes and that, that he'll that play kinda. he'll play anywhere on the dirt i wouldn't be surprised if they got him some outfield time at some point hmm. i think he's going to be going to line up five six days a week at some point
0: how is the defense at shortstop then because i know i watching him at, at baylor for a few years um but even at third base was always like it was, it's fine it's not anything that i'm like oh yeah they should try him at, at shortstop and, and see how that works
1: yeah it's i don't really have an evaluation on it yet because i've seen him play shortstop for four innings and he had two balls hit right at him and he's got he's got the arm for it he's, he's a thicker guy than shortstop typically tend to be so i'm interested to see how he can chase down balls in the hole either way um but shortstop defense is not wide as wide as it used to be mm-hmm. which makes sense because there's less balls in play yeah. um but you can get away with maybe a, a 40 or 45 defender there if he can really hit in a way that you couldn't before. The Reds are putting A. Eugenio 4 as a shortstop this year. Yeah,
0: that is definitely a choice. I mean... Yeah, it is. I talked last night about, like, I didn't realize how much the numbers really loved IKF's defense there, but they love him. Like, right now, I believe he's top five in war among major league players. Or he was last night when I was doing the podcast, so that is definitely something to see. And, I mean, Charlie Culberson, who's not characterized characterized as an elite defender, is the Rangers' number two shortstop right now, so... I mean, I feel like that profile might sound a little more more like him, maybe a little bit better Charlie Culberson, but Culberson's done done pretty well this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you get a guy who's in the big leagues for what? He's been in it for, since the Dodgers, seven, eight years?
0: It's been a while, yeah. You
1: you could do worse than that. I I think Wenzel probably, the 50th percentile's probably a little bit better than Culberson. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you could certainly do worse than that if that's his eventual outcome.
0: It's a good thing to say, yeah, absolutely. You know, this... This minor league system, it's its nice to have some arms here, and the guy that we're here to see tonight, I mean, it feels kind of silly talking about him before it happens. We'll have some more things to say after it happens. But what are you looking for tonight from Cole Wynn?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking for command, which is something that came and went in 2019. I mean, it was his first year. He, it's tough to really evaluate much of anything off that. Um, I'm looking for command. I'm looking for, I'm excited to see the curveball because I've heard it's really good. And then I'm looking to see where the slider and the changeup are at.
0: That's good to see, yeah. No, we heard from uh, from Zach, the writer's um, play-by-play guy in, in the radio and media guy. He said the numbers don't really do him justice. I mean, right now I think he has a seven-something ERA, which, you know, it's the minor league sometimes that'll happen. Everybody will have bad games, but I'm excited to see the stuff. And, you know, the command, you talked about it before, but like, like velocity sometimes, more than velocity sometimes, especially in younger guys, it can go away pretty quickly. And that was the thing that I thought was advanced for him, the pitchability. Can't get him there the pitchability is not going to go away like being smart and knowing how to pitch is not going to go away but the command i'm i'm kind of curious they've got good raw stuff it's not like excellent overwhelming but like it's really good but how would that play without the good above average command
1: i mean it's probably the difference between a starting profile and a reliever profile he's got he's got the highest ceiling of any arm in the farm but i mean before seeing him that's my expectation said he'll have a higher ceiling than any of the other arms down there Mm -hmm. um or at least, at least at the levels we know about, the uh, the full season levels. But I mean, if you don't command, you're gonna have a hard time sticking as a starter, um, unless your stuff is just really, really overwhelmingly good. And I don't know that his is to that that elite level. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's a difference between a legit. I don't know. You're looking at maybe a mid rotation starter if uh, if the reports that we've heard are right, and the commands there, and you're looking at a reliever. If it's not, I mean, it's a big it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty big difference, but. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I mean, what's his fastball like? Mid 90s? Is that about I, what it I was? think it was
1: 94, 96 on his first start.
0: Yeah, and he's got, what, changeup, slider, curveball? Curveball's ball, curve yeah. the main one.
1: Yeah.
0: That's well, exciting. You know, a guy who's got four pitches and, you know, they're legitimate pitches. Um, anything else you're looking for tonight? Some, even from these guys on Corpus. I mean, not that there's a whole lot of super prospects coming Man, through there. Corpus is bad.
1: I mean, they. I mean, if you're looking at the Astros future, I mean, you don't
0: you don't need to worry about the double-A team almost at all right now because it's, it's bad. Um, that would be the best news that we get on this whole podcast. It's just <laughs> that finally Corpus is bad after, like, what feels like every time I go there. There's there's some oh, guy who's like, a it's like yeah. oh, yeah, here's Alex Bregman. Oh, yeah, here's Carlos Correa. Oh, yeah, here's Kyle Tucker. Like, good Lord, yeah. finally there's not one of those guys that's just, like, sitting there waiting to come and destroy the Rangers' lives. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean some
1: of the outfielders have been disappointing i'd like to see more from them in terms of both ability and approach to be honest um i'm interested to see how matt watley handles big league caliber stuff behind the plate Mm -hmm. because he's and i i think i put this on twitter the other day i mean he's a profile that the clock is kind of ticking for him to make the big leagues Mm -hmm. because he's not going to hit much but he's a really good receiving catcher with a good arm so, when once the auto zones come in, that, that profile is just not going to ever make it. Yeah. Um, so, I'm interested to see how he handles Colvin. And, and that's, that's most of it, really. Wenzel's at shortstop tonight, so it'll be a good look at
0: that. That'll be fun to see. Hopefully, more than four innings we get out of him. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. What is your favorite Built Bar? You guys know about Built Bar, the most delicious tasting protein bar that has ever been created or ever will be created. That's it. There are nine delicious flavors. Um, plus the occasional limited time flavors. So, you know, my favorite is the peanut butter brownie. I love peanut butter and I love chocolate. And I love when they are combined. Sometimes it's hard to do well, but you know, Bilt Bar does everything well and they really do this well. They absolutely nail it. So in case you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. We'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are the Bilt Bars the best tasting, they're also healthy too. You know, a couple of flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories five grams of sugar, and five grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. But in the pen, I feel like there's a couple of guys that are at least interesting and we might get a look at cold. Mubula. Who are some of the guys that stand out to you in the pen that you've seen that have either been like really good or below your expectations?
1: So I saw Sunday. I saw both Joe Gatto and Fernero Ozuna. So mm-hmm. Ozuna was the guy with a bunch of hype. Obviously, he was supposed to be ninety-seven, ninety-nine. He came in at ninety-three, ninety-five, mm-hmm. um, which was disappointing. So I would just want to see him again and see if that's kind of a consistent thing where he's sitting. Yeah, if it was just yeah. a Sunday thing, um, his first outing was apparently ninety-five, ninety-seven, but didn't really have control of it. Mm-hmm. so that needs to be better uh, Joe Gatto I liked I mean he was the guy that gave a 40-minute spot over to over the offseason and I understood why now I mean they DFA'd him in spring training he didn't make the team he didn't keep a 40-minute spot but he's got a really good curveball His fastballs okay um, it's certainly good enough to play off the curveball just a matter of him repeating his delivery because he's he, he doesn't look like the most athletic guy and he doesn't have the most easy delivery so mm-hmm. that kind of explains why he's had some control problems so he's got to—he's got to be able to repeat that. He's got to be able to find the zone, and he—he and he looked like a big leader, and he looked like he's ready for Triple A on Sunday. Now that's it's good. a matter of whether it's consistent.
0: That's good to see. What is his, his fastball
1: sitting at? I want to say it was ninety-two, ninety-four. But it was real—it <laughs> was really the plus curveball that 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 everything played off of. I mean, he he ate midland alive with that thing, and I've heard, even though he didn't throw it on Sunday, that his splitter is pretty good too.
0: Well, that's exciting to see. You know, two off three. If you got an okay fastball, if you know what you're doing with it, good enough. But you got those two off-speed pitches that oh, can get you. But you know, apparently, according to I forgot who it was, some a political reporter that was saying uh, believers only have one pitch now, so um, right, it doesn't matter. And then I think my favorite response ever was um, what's her name, uh, Lindsay Adler, quote tweeting it and with a picture of uh, of Mariano Rivera at his uh, Hall of Fame induction, <laughs> <laughs> which is just perfect, just the perfect response to that. Um, yeah, anything else you've noticed from from the Rangers or just trends around? minor league baseball are just, I don't know, yeah, parting I mean, wisdom? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. I think
1: Jake Latz, another guy I've seen here, I think has a chance to be a minor le- or a big league reliever. Um, the fastball command was pretty good, and the slider and change it both flashed pretty good. He's 25, so he's got to get it quickly because he, he was a college arm and he had injuries, and then COVID moved, it, moved his age up faster than his development did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you look across the minor leagues, the Rangers are stealing a lot of bases, which is interesting, and it's got to be preparation for upcoming rule changes they're expecting mm-hmm.
0: um i mean they're still a lot in the big leagues too
1: they are yeah so it's even it, guys who
0: can't really steal that much
1: right so it's an up and down up organizational thing it's interesting i like getting guys practice when there's a possibility of less pickoff moves or just a lot of incentives to steal more bases so mm-hmm. i think that's good i think that's forward thinking on the big league side i mean is they played what two games this week lost to the giants in post games it's not a whole lot new there
0: no no there's not I I just officially started Alex Garcia's rookie of the year campaign so it is Okay. I am the one who is starting I think Levi said that he was going to do it like Monday or Sunday or whatever I was like no so you beat him no I I was definitely two days late but I made it official and he just kind of half-assed it so it's yours now it's mine now if he wins it is because of me and my tweets and also because of the hate you did issue official apology to him he didn't do like literally anything this week I think he came in he took um, I think it was like Ofer He might have had a home run on on Monday game. I don't know what time is a flat circle, and he didn't play on Tuesday. He had to come in late, and I believe pinch hit, and then gotten out. But I'm sure he's doing something right now as we speak. Um, Actually, no, it's not quite game time in Houston as we're recording this, but I'm sure he will by the time I actually get to uploading this and all that good stuff. That's going to do it for this week's editions of Locked on Rangers. I hope you enjoyed the shows this week. Um, We talk back on Monday to talk about the – silver boot series how it goes hopefully the rangers will end up getting a win in this four game series but uh, maybe i'll I'll settle for a split you know could be an interesting series if any if last night's game was anything close to an indicator of how well the series is going to go it's going to be interesting which is you know all we could have really wanted um so that's really what we're going for. Thank you to Grant for joining me. Um, had a lot of fun talking with him as every time talking about the minor leagues. What he's seen so far, his eye is a little bit more tuned than mine. He has a bit bit better of a baseball scout's eye than I do. Not that mine is terrible or anything, but Grant is just the OG. That's why it's in his Twitter handle. Go follow him on Twitter at OGShill. Um, follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Rangers. I'll be live tonight on Locker Room. That is tonight, by the way. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on uh, Friday night tonight as you're listening to this during the Rangers game. I'm not sure exactly when. I've got some dinner with my parents, so we will get in when we can get in. I'm going to try and get the Locked On Astros host in there as well. Try and get some other Locked On hosts in there just to chat about the Silver Boot series because it's always a lot of fun. So, That's going to do it for this week's editions. Join me tonight during the Rangers game to talk in the Locker Room app. Download Locker Room. Change the way we talk about sports. So that's going to do it for this week. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball.